welcome to the WGO podcast. That stands for what's going on because we so often ask ourselves what's going on in this crazy industry of ours. I'm Sass and I'm joined by my co-host Kat. Hello. Hey guys. Do you guys want to know a little funny story about my name, Jelly Cat? Yes, I do want to know that. <laughs> a fun fact? Or a not-so-fun fact, uh, I'm not a big fan of jelly, neither am I of cats, and I am <laughs> allergic to cats. So oh, it's no. pretty contradicting, but I guess that's my <laughs> life now. <laughs> and I'm sassy the bear because, well, everyone's afraid of the bear market. I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, I think, I think so it's too. it's fun to be around in the bear market, yeah. I like to see the stories in the space, like, you go on CT, you, you just look at the stories that people share. It's crazy. <laughs> they it's crazy. are crazy. There, <laughs> yeah, there's so many wrecked stories. But like the reason I like it is because people, while they are focused on the price, there's a lot of focus on people who are building really cool shit. And I love yeah. that. Yeah, people that are making things happen for us. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Jellycat, you have to tell me, why did we choose the name? WGO for our podcast. Well, we are both very sassy people, and <laughs> we both, <laughs> I think we were both in a hotel in New York. And at one point, we were just drinking a bottle of red. And then we started drinking and talking and drinking and talking. <laughs> and we just kept saying what's going on because <laughs> that was something that we kept going through at that point. <laughs> Yeah, and we were going through a tumultuous <laughs> time. We really were going through a tumultuous time. Uh, do you remember what we were drinking? Uh, I don't know. I think we just bought from a wine bottega, like a random yeah, red. We did buy a random red, but I can tell our audience it was a California Cab Sav. I, oh, I yes. do remember that. It was delicious. Yeah. And... We were continuously like, what is going on? Not only in the industry, but in our lives. <laughs> yeah. All aspect of our life, we asked that constantly. And that became the name that we decided. Exactly. And I'm sure that all of our listeners find themselves asking, what's going on? Not again, not only in this industry, but in everyday life. So we're going to tell you what's, what's going on. Um, we like to talk about crypto. Because it is kind of hard to understand. And the information out there is very saturated and technical at the moment. Would you agree, Kat? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Sass. I, I feel that um, there's not much a lot of fun information going on, you know. And everything mm -hmm. is so technical these days. I'm just like, I want to not be so associated with that. I want to be away from that and just gossip talk about fun stuff in the space <laughs> you know <laughs> i know that and like <laughs> technical is good but at the same time we don't always got to be technical right like we can just talk about things in normal everyday people language and that's how we gain accessibility yeah what are some things you see in a space that can relate to norm normal human beings like the normies what are things that I see in the space that can relate to the normies? I mean, I think most NFT projects, I think there are a lot of platforms that, well, not platforms, sorry. There are a lot of projects 
that are doing some really cool things for everyday people in terms of like giving people access to restaurants and events and if i go to a concert i get you know a cool piece of digital memorabilia i can take home and the fun thing for me is seeing what those free nfts what kind of utility that's going to offer in the future i don't know do i need to explain that further cat like am i am i using the technical language now a little bit, yeah, but you know what I've seen in the space recently that is funny is the um, Tiffany NFT news that came out and the memes that were circulating around the space. That to me was pretty hilarious, seeing all the guys saying about them buying their girl a necklace for their birthday and they were looking at this NFT from like Tiffany and Cole and they said that now they are single. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First, first of all, the guys in the space are just too much. Second, I think the Tiffany's project is really cool. So, for our audience who's listening, um, Tiffany's, you know, like the Tiffany's, the jewelry store, the one we all love and hope we get our engagement rings from. <laughs> yeah. Has launched a partnership with, uh, not a partnership, but uh, an NFT collection that will allow you to get like um. I get like a diamond and gemstone necklace of a crypto punk, which I don't know. Like, I think that's kind of cool. If I had a crypto punk, I would want one. Do you have a crypto punk? I would punk want head? one too. I wish I had one. I'm Maybe s- someone can send rich. us one. Yeah, please send please help. Send us one. <laughs> please send help. But even when you have the NFT, I don't know if you know this, cat. Even when you have the NFT, you have to still purchase another NFT to get the necklace. And it's about yeah, $50,000. Thirty ETH or something. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars around in the current market. Well, it's Tiffany and Cole, so they do know how to make their money. Okay, but I just don't think it's fair. Like I already have the punk. Why do I need to now spend another fifty thousand dollars? I guess for the jewelry, but it's just like I don't know. Yeah. Well yeah. I guess that is their how their business model works for them. Uh, yeah, they gotta <laughs> make money, you know? Yeah. They gotta stay rich. Yeah. Donate to us guys. Thank you. <laughs> Donate to us. Yeah, we want we want our own crypto punk necklaces. You know, we could just make that the intention for this show. That's our goal. <laughs> By the end of the show, I don't know how long it's gonna go for. Okay, we need to be more specific. By the end of this year <laughs> year, we, we want to... our own crypto punks necklaces. Yeah. Like you guys can give it to us like physically at an event if we do attend events or we can try to raise and purchase something, you know? That'll be it's, fun. <laughs> like exactly. a monster. Yeah, we can hold on to it and you will always know that you were a part of it. And so everybody wins. <laughs> yeah, that is our WGO podcast milestone, guys. Yes. You know, every company we- have their milestone, we have our crypto punk NFT. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this podcast is all about unpacking how crypto impacts culture, making it fun. And I think that the latest thing I can remember that was like super fun that didn't only take over crypto social media, but took over like a regular social media. I don't even, you know what? Like I'm so ingrained in crypto social media now. I don't even know what happens in the regular world, but that's a story for another day. Uh, was the Crypto Boys song. Kat, did you see the Crypto Boys song? I mean, I know about you, Sess. You s- spend how many hours on TikTok now? It's so <laughs> annoying. I'm such a loser. But it was like every second video was a different version of this Crypto Boys song. 
but I like it. It's so catchy. Like it's just in me now. Like randomly, I will cook and I'll be like doing the song. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, but the song has a lot of remixes and a lot of different parodies, so that's fun. Like if you, it's a female version and like the male versions that they take take on, it's really hilarious. Like yeah, the female so- will be like spiting the guys in there, right? <laughs> Yeah, it started with the girls, right? And then they made that verse where where anyone could make their own verse. And then the boys got a little bit sassy and they wanted to get involved and, you know, give their side of the story. And it turned into this really viral uh, thing, which I think is really cool. I must say one thing, because there are so many bad things about crypto Twitter and crypto social media. But the one thing is people are very engaged. Yeah. I saw a lot of their submissions. I'm like, they're really creative. They're and I like creative. it when... I like it when the girls say, like, when the bull run ends and it goes, all goes to red, what would you do? And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah. if you don't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I think I think we all um, loved the song. Or we all liked the song. Or even if we didn't like it, we all related to the song because they brought up some pretty good points. I mean, and it's not only crypto boys. We don't want to rag on only the boys, but a lot of people in the space, like all we do is talk about the space because we're so passionate about it. Like we're just a bunch of losers. Uh, we are nerds. We are not losers, <laughs> sis. I, I, I am one of those people. You Me know? too. It, but it's, the duets are so funny. I, I'm not sure if you watched the one by Little Bubble. There is a phrase where he say, promise I'll make it back. You gotta believe I'm a genius. And I'm like, well, I don't know. During bull market, we all spend money like it's nothing. And a lot of crypto boys we see in a space are like flexing and overspending on luxury goods. So is it smart or dumb? I don't know, man. <laughs> what are your I thoughts? Know- I think, I think, yeah, like everyone is flexing during the bull market. It's absolutely crazy. So if you go to any crypto event during the bull market, <laughs> even during a bear, like you'll still see this because people want to show off, but you'll see like the yachts and the Lambos and people are spending on really lavish parties and penthouses. And then the bear market comes around and you don't hear from anyone. And it's just this like really insane, unsustainable way to live, especially yeah. When, when you, at least when you publicly vocalize that you're heavily invested in a very volatile market. Like, let's, <laughs> let's not lie about that. I know exactly what you're talking about. We were at like the event back in April when it happened and it was just crazy. The moods there is just like the mood swings there were mad, man. That's exactly it. It's it's mood swings that match the market swings. And it's it's crazy. Like why why as I mean, Kat, you've been in the space probably longer than me. Why do you think that there's such a a culture of like of living large and showing off in this space? I think it's just human nature. People are you know, they think that if they do show that they are doing well, people really think that they are doing well. If you see in the space, a lot of people are like starting to share their story about how they are actually not doing that well right now, but they have so to keep sad. up the image. And mm-hmm. that is funny because recent news actually like said that the secondary watch market uh, is flooded with Rolexes and Patek Philippe's, right? Because a lot of them are just liquidating their physical asset to keep up with the lifestyle they were going for. 
So to me, that is just crazy for them to kind of do day trades and be in very heavily volatile assets and just depending on that, that's just mad. <laughs> Zero risk management. Zero risk management. That's the thing. We're not saying don't be, don't invest in crypto. I think both of us are invested in crypto, but diversify, learn, believe in the projects you you put your money into, and don't just FOMO in because the person next to you is FOMOing in and and they have a yacht. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's like not their yacht. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, it's not their yacht. Are you talking about three AC? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I mean <laughs> I wasn't specifically but that's a great reference <laughs> yeah well, I'm sorry man they are just they play a really good money game during the bull market I gotta say gotta give it to them they are a whole new level of like a tinder swindler they really are I mean I really think we're gonna see a lot of Netflix documentaries come out of some of the news stories we've seen in the past little while um and Have you watched the really sad. Tinder Swindler? Oh my gosh, of course I've watched the Tinder Swindler. Simon? Simon, how did you pull this off? And uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Simon was into crypto currently. I think he is. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably. He resurfaced, right? And he was saying that he's going to Bitcoin and everything. But the whole CT community is just making a meme out of him at this point. <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, honestly, what he pulled off was impressive. I don't know how he was able to manage manage that level of communication and that level of scam. I'm not saying that people should be scammed, and I'm not saying the victims of his scams. Uh, I, I'm not trying to make light of it, but the fact that he was able to organize and, and execute for so long was mind-blowing. Yeah, I just think that he's a psychopath to a certain extent because like, he literally played emotion games and manipulation yeah. on those ladies so uh well i i hope yeah you know we have not been scammed before like i don't want to face any kind of tinder related scam i funny I don't. story <laughs> like i have been in one but they didn't manage to in scam a tinder me. scam yeah like i was single for a while and i was on tinder swiping and there was this like huge china like scam going on and they were like letting us like know like oh if you leverage bet on this app which they code themselves and do, they could literally hold your money if you do deposit and they were just trying to let you know that oh if you if you follow me you can win it's super easy i know how to you know read the odds it's super easy to do so they were asking me to put 50 dollars first i get 120 out and then next time you put a thousand dollars you wait, get two thousand fifty out stop. So you put 50 in first? You did that? Oh, I totally knew it was a scam. Oh, I just you knew wanted it was to a see. Scam. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, I really, I was like super diversified at that point. I'm like, how bad can these go, right? So <laughs> the first round is they were, they are just basically trying to fit you into a bigger fish to like fry. So <laughs> the first round is getting you put $50 in and double your money. And then you put $1,000 in, then triple your money. What? And then the yeah, that and then the last exciting. I did that with them and I got like $3,000 and then they were like, "Oh, there's this huge opportunity. You put 50k, you will get 75k back immediately." Yeah, if it sounds I just want to pause here and tell our audience 
If it sounds too good to be true, it most definitely is. But continue, Kat. Yeah, it is. It definitely... (laughs) Yeah, it was too good to be true. I didn't believe it. And I told the guy, why not? Let's try this. You give me 25k, I give you 25k. I'll put on 100x leverage Bitcoin trades. And you put mine on whatever scammy website you're doing. And we see who is going to wreck, get wrecked first. Or And then you know, what did he say? He said no. And then he <laughs> blocked me. So so wait. Okay. So you put $50 in. You doubled your money. You put your $100 in. Whatever. You And then you ended up getting $3,000 from the scammer. So you scammed the scammer? Yeah, I did. I literally cashed out first before they could even like get me to deposit the 50k so i knew that they would start asking me for more so i cashed out first so you know i was just playing games with them too so i think i was pretty smart and i got away with it (laughs) well you are pretty smart and you started the story off saying you were scammed and i feel like you're lying a little bit because you knew that the scam was (laughs) happening and you scammed the scammer like you are the scammer right now (laughs) oh oh, am i oh maybe i am but that's i I think when you're scammer I think when you're scamming scammers, it's okay. You know, they need to get a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, and they can't even report it. <laughs> it's the yeah. most funny thing. <laughs> yeah, who are you going to tell? Who are you going to call? Simon. No, <laughs> Ghostbusters. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, uh, so while you uh, recognized the scam, there are a lot of people who have never dealt with crypto before. Um, mm-hmm. And even don't have much of a financial education because it really is something that you have to go out and seek, you know, like we're not really taught about investing in school. You, When people say do your own research, you really do need to do your own research when it comes to finances because you get different messaging from different parties all the time, whether that's like a, a bank or a mutual fund or, you know, or traditional um investing platforms like that or it's like a centralized exchange in crypto um or a project or a new token and so it's kind of like really difficult to to i think wave through the information and so i can see how people get scammed on these apps like um i was reading the other day that a young woman lost a hundred thousand dollars because she Uh. thought she thought she fell in love on one of these online dating apps. The person oh, said, no. you know, I'm really into investing. Like, let me let me help you out. And she ended up uh, taking out taking out a line of credit and giving all of her life savings to someone. So, you know, it can while it was great for like for you, Kat, it can be pretty bad for some people. So yeah. I just want to put that public service <laughs> announcement out there. Be careful who you talk to and who you give your money to. Yeah, and people, not your keys, not your coins. So, what does that mean? Tell us. Private keys, right? If like I experienced this firsthand, man. Like, it was a point when I first started crypto. I was sharing a ledger with my previous partner. So we were in like in 2017 during the ICO bubble, and we invested in just that ledger, and he held the private keys. And we forgot about it. And then only until when uh, the bull run started again, um, you know, I've, I realized that, oh my God, I have this ledger with him. And by then we have already broken up. And there's no way that I can get back my coins anymore. So yeah, guys, I think not your keys, not your coins. Not your I keys, learned that not hard your way. coins. 
You know, I, I was speaking to someone the other day and she said something that I've also experienced in my life. She said, you know, a lot of people in her circle, she's like a young woman in her 20s, a lot of people in her circle learn about finances from their boyfriends. And uh, in your case, Kat, I'm not sure if you learned from your boyfriend, but at least you were involved with your boyfriend. And, and you keep saying not your keys, not your coin. But for people who are new to the space, what does that what does that mean? What's the difference between a private key and a public key? Basically, if you don't hold... So a public key is something that everyone knows, right? Everyone can tell. But private keys allow you to retrieve back your... like. It's like... a how do I explain this in very simple terms? <laughs> so I think someone actually explained this to me recently. So, yeah, and and I already knew what it was, but they said it in such simple terms. So your public key is like, um, it's like when you're, um, let's say it's like my Instagram account. I give my Instagram handle and I say my Instagram handle is, you know, at sass. And so that's how you can view my account, right? But my Instagram password is only my password. And when I put my password in, I can access different features of my uh, account. That's so a that's, nice way to put it. That's a nice way to put it. That's not exactly, it's not exactly it because Instagram doesn't deal with money. But imagine that Instagram had like a tipping feature, right? And if I gave my yeah. handle to you, you could tip me, you could send me money. But it wouldn't allow you to see, you know, all the money I had. But the private yeah. keys allows you to see all the money that's in there, all the transactions, and, and uh, you know, it gives you full access. You have full access to that. And so you yeah. need to always be sure to keep that private key super, super protected and know the difference between public and private, right? Yeah, because your private keys is what links you uniquely to your blockchain address. And there's something also called seed phrase, which is like a fingerprint to all your assets. So, and as I mentioned just now, it's something that you can use to back up if you lose your crypto wallet. Like if you lose your phone or something, you still can have your seed phrase to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's so, it's not, I, I know I giggled a little bit there. It's just so prevalent, um, people giving their seed phrase away without knowing what it is. And, and we actually can't blame people for thinking like, oh, the seed phrase is, you know, something for someone to help me or, or like if someone who's pretending they're a support officer asks for the seed phrase, you're like, oh, of, of course they need this because my bank might ask um, for the yeah. answer to my secret question. Absolutely not. You never give your seed phrase to anyone. And it's um, a seed phrase, a series of words. They're like random words like unicorn, bear, cat, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like 24 words a lot of the time. Um, and those are the words you keep super, super secure. So if you lose access to your wallet, like let's say your hard wallet corrupts or something, those words are going to give you access to your money. So you never tell anyone those words and you keep them in a very safe place. Yeah, they're like your security questions. You never tell people those answers, you know? Yeah, never tell anyone. Not a single soul. Keep that seed phrase in a safe. And not the same safe that your hardware wallet is in. A different safe. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, we need to tell people. this. That's what this is about. It's making the information yeah. accessible. So Kat, why do I not keep my seed phrase with my hardware wallet? Because if someone access. <laughs> You're safe. They literally have access to everything. <laughs> like if you but put your C phrase differently, mm -hmm. then they could never use it to unlock your hardware wallet. Because they can exactly. use it to change 
and unlock like all the passwords. They can change it, you know. So separate them. I know this is complicated, but it's necessary if you are like invested, heavily invested in crypto. Yeah, and if you have a hardware wallet like Ledger, they explain all of this to you when you're setting it up. You know, you write your seed phrase down when you set up your wallet and you put that seed phrase somewhere separate from your wallet. If that's one thing you could take away from today's episode, please take that away. Yeah, and do not share your private keys, not your keys, not your coins. So always keep in mind. There we go. Seed phrase separate and not your keys, not your coins. While we like to gossip on this show, we also do share real information to help you get started in crypto and make yourself financially independent. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, everyone. That was a fun first episode. Hey, Kat. Yeah, it is, Sess. I think it was a good pilot. Yeah, this is a great pilot episode. It was super fun. Please join us. Please like, please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. Kat, what's our Twitter handle? Uh, WG, official WGO pod. That's it. Official WGO pod. Please join us there. Let us know what your questions are and how we can address them on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time. 